Hey, this is Chris Torres. I'm the youth pastor here at Embrace Fellowship Church, and this is the Embrace Students podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. Thanks for checking us out. I hope that you can enjoy today's message. So just lean in with me. Be here with me. I've got a question uh, to kind of start things off. I like to start my sermons with questions. Who here, just by a show of hands, who likes um, storms? Who's like, like a storm happens, right? Uh, the rain, look at Aaron, both hands up. She's kind of like, I'll talk, listen, storms happen, right? They happen, thunder claps. I'm running with a blanket to my couch, putting on a movie. Like, it's cozy, right? Storms are cozy. They're comfy. My wife, she's kind of a little freak for storms. Like, it's weird. Um, she's a little too excited when it begins to rain. Uh, it's, it's weird because, and I'll tell you why it's weird. Aaron can literally pray for, a, a, for rain, for like a storm to come. And I know this sounds like superficial, but God answers prayers, y'all. It's kind of creepy. Like, <laughs> if you need it to rain on a special day, just ask Aaron. And it's like, it's almost crazy. But if I'm at home and the power's not going out, I like myself a good little storm, right? Because sometimes it's comforting, right? Can I get an amen? Like, right? Okay, so on the opposite side, who here hates storms, right? Maybe you get a little PTSD. Maybe Harvey flashbacks start flat. Just me? Okay, because sometimes, honestly, like Kinsey's like, maybe just a little bit. Sometimes, guys, for me, honestly, I can be scared in a storm. Like, I, I've been scared, okay? It's normal, okay? Listen, I know you guys didn't raise your hand with me. It's normal, okay? I can be scared. You can be scared. Listen, don't look at me weird. Honestly, there was this one time, I, I don't remember exactly if it was a hurricane or just it was raining hard, but it was storming really hard at my mom's house. And the only thing I can really remember is that the next morning, there was trees all over the front yard, like all over the, not trees, but like tree branches. It was all over the front yard. Um, and man, I was scared. I, I, there was no rational reason. I just didn't want to get flooded in. I have this irrational fear of, uh, of getting stuck. Aaron knows exactly what I'm talking about. I hate feeling like I'm stuck. And it's like, anyways, don't judge me. It's weird. My mom's restroom started to flood that night too. And so like, I don't know why, out of all places, the restrooms, probably because it's the lowest point in the house, it started to flood and I low-key went into panic mode. And I was like, listen, if I'm getting stuck here, I'm going to die. Like the, the, the storm made me irrational. Eventually it did die down eventually. But in that moment, everything felt like it wasn't going to be okay. I couldn't rationally see the other side. I didn't know what the other side of the storm looked like. And maybe right now you're walking through a time, right now maybe you're walking through something and you're facing a storm in life and you can't see the other side, right? And I feel like we're all in a, in a space, we're all in, in, in an area in our lives where sometimes a storm comes up and we get this irrational fear. And I want to ask you guys a question. Did you know, just by a show of hands, maybe you didn't, did you know that there was people in Scripture who were afraid of storms? Does anybody, did anybody know that? There was people in Scripture, points to you, that were afraid of storms too. And so tonight, I believe if we look into these Scriptures, that we're going to see the key. I believe Scripture is going to show us the key um, to making it through the everyday storms uh, in our lives. And we're going to be able to make it through safely. Let's read Matthew chapter 8. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27. If you have your phone, I'm giving you permission to take out your phone and look it up on the Googles or on your Bible app. Um, extra points if you have the Bible app. Anyways, we're going to be reading. I'm reading in the CSB version, so stick along with me. Uh, Y'all ready? Are we, are we ready to read? There we go. Yeah, I like hearing talk back. Okay, so as... As he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. It's talking about Jesus here. 
Suddenly, a violent storm arose on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus kept sleeping. We're going to pause there for a second. Who here knows someone uh, that won't wake up for anything? Anybody? Are you pointing at yourself? He's like, that's me. James in the back? Yeah. James can like, he, if he's asleep, he's hard to wake up from what I've heard. I feel like if I went into James's room and shot a bullet, he would still be asleep. Like the dude, from what I've heard, sleeps hard. <laughs> but um, anyways, like, yeah, that's like, my brother used to sleep in like the weirdest places. Not to get off track here, but like I would find my brother sleeping behind the entertainment center. It was so weird. But anyways, let's continue, right? So the disciples here, they're getting ready. Uh, they're freaking out. And they, it says here, so the disciples came and woke him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to die. He said to them, why are you afraid? You of little faith. And then he got up and he rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. And the men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. Let's pray together. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes. We're going to pray before we really get into this. God, thank you, Lord, that you're good. Jesus, I just ask right now, Lord, as we get ready to dive into the rest of this message, God, that you would be here, that your presence would be here, Lord, that you would just begin to start, like I said earlier, opening minds, God, opening hearts, God. Let us be receiving of your word. Lord, use me as a tool, God, to preach your word to your people. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. So we see here in Matthew, right, that the disciples have got into this boat with Jesus. And when the winds start rocking this boat and the waves begin to start crashing, they kind of get a little freaked out, right? The boat starts rocking and they get a little angsty. The wind starts blowing. They get a little bit on their toes and then things start getting a little out of hand. They're like, yo, Jesus, we're going to (laughs) die. How crazy is that though? Like think about this for a second, right? Imagine being on a boat with Jesus. Take, be there with me. Imagine being on a boat with Jesus He has the power to calm a storm, right? The power to calm a storm with just his voice. He can literally just tell the wind to stop and the sea and the waves to cease. Imagine being so scared on this boat, even though Jesus is right there. I mean, could you imagine that? Like, come on, seriously, who would be scared with Jesus right there on the boat? You would. You would. You see, the truth is, You would, and you already probably have. Because we are all in this boat called life, and sometimes that boat gets hit with a couple waves here and a couple waves there, and we get ready to jump ship. And we forget that God is there with us the entire time. Can I ask you something? Is the boat you're in right now, is the boat you're in right now getting hit hard where the storms of life. Maybe the clouds are starting to dim over you. The wind's starting to pick it up. And honestly, you're getting a little scared because you're out in the middle of the water and you're on this old rickety boat. But can I remind you of something? Listen, it's not profound, but I want you to lean in. It's not something elaborate, but I want you to pay attention. Okay. It's very simple, but it's easily forgotten. It's that Jesus can calm any storm in our lives. Amen? Amen. Sometimes there are storms in our lives that feel like they're going to just wipe us out completely. Sometimes these storms in our life scare us to death. And the truth is, Jesus can handle those too. 
and he's right there with you. And all you need to do is have faith in him and faith that he will seize the storm. Maybe you, maybe some of you right now are, are going through a period of loneliness and maybe it's loneliness in your friendships. Maybe it's loneliness in your relationships. Maybe it's loneliness at home. Maybe it's in your family or, or, or maybe just simply you feel lonely, right? You see, when I broke my leg, it, 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 at first, I'll be honest, it was great to have everything handed to me. Sorry, babe. But it wasn't long until I felt like a burden. It wasn't long until I felt like I was just in the way of everything. Because even just getting up to get a glass of water was hard for me. Even just using my crutches to get around was hard for me. Who was here when I first had my crutches and I literally fell over there? Does anybody remember that? I didn't know how to use them. I felt useless. And so I felt lonely and I felt like no one could relate to what I was going through. But the story didn't end there because it was when I found comfort in Jesus again that I came to realize that the storm of life that I was in won't last forever and that eventually everything will be okay again. And maybe you're in a similar situation. Of course, you didn't break your leg, but maybe something in life hits you hard. And you begin to isolate yourself. You know, you're trying to deal with it on your own. You're thinking, hey, I can do this. You know, I, I don't need God's help. I, I can deal with this. Like I've tried, you know, I, I've tried to be patient, but God's time is just not where I want it to be. So I'm going to try to handle this on myself. And so, so without even thinking of it, subconsciously, you begin to start isolating yourself. But can I tell you something? The worst thing that we can do is isolate ourselves. The worst thing that we can do is try to handle it all on our own. Because the reason, the reason is, is that God created us for fellowship. God created us to be in community. God created us to, sp to spread the gospel. He created us to be in relationship with not only each other, but with him. And so a lot of the times when we find ourselves in these storms, we forget that he's even in the same boat as us. And so we begin to start isolating ourselves and trying to figure it out on our own. In scripture, I want to show you a guy. His name is Paul. Who here knows Paul? Right? He's a pretty popular guy in the, in the Bible. I'd say he's a celebrity almost. This guy was totally against Jesus. If you don't know anything about Paul, let me explain to you. Paul hated God. He hated Jesus. He didn't want anything to do with Christians. But one day he met Jesus. One day he had an encounter with God and this encounter with God would radically change his life so much that Paul made it his life's mission to spread the gospel, even if it meant he was persecuted for it. And in Acts chapter 16, we see Paul and a man named Silas getting ready to go and pray before they get interrupted. Let's read. It says, once as we were on our way to prayer, a slave girl met us who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She made a large profit for her owners by fortune telling. And she followed Paul and us and she cried out, these men who are proclaiming to you a way of salvation are the servants of the most high God. And she did this for many days. And Paul was greatly annoyed. Paul was like, shut up, lady. 
Turning to the spirit, he said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out right away. When her owners realized that their hope of profit was gone, they then seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to authorities, bringing them before the chief. And I'm not sure how to say that magistrates. I'm just going to say chief. Brought them before the chiefs. And they said, these men are seriously disturbing our city. They are Jews and are promoting customs that are not legal for us as Romans to adopt our practice. And then the crowd joined in. The crowd would join in and attack against them. And the chiefs stripped, stripped off their clothes and ordered them to be beaten with rods. And after they had severely flogged them, they threw them in jail, ordering the jailer to guard them carefully. Receiving such an order, he put them into the inner prison and secured their feet and stocks. We're going to pause there for a second because I want you to know how important it is to really realize where Paul and Silas are in this, in this position right now because this wasn't just any prison, right? They got thrown into the inner prison. When you think of a prison, you probably think of like four walls, you know, just the, the gate, the cell, right? I mean, no, they were thrown into like the inner dungeon, you guys, like the, the deepest dungeon. Who here, show of hands, do you ever remember being put in timeout? Right? Like I was a bad kid. I was in timeout a lot. Do you remember how much that sucked? Do you remember how alone you felt in timeout? Everybody was out there having fun. You had to stare at a corner. Like that sucks, right? Paul was in timeout on crack. Like Paul and Silas weren't only put in the inner prison, but they also had their feet in stocks. I have an image. Can you throw up that image? This is literally how they were put up in the prison. They couldn't even walk around. They had their feet literally shackled. Yeah, I mean, that sucks. That sucks. You've probably seen like a full image of where people have their, their hands and their feet and their head in a stock. I can't imagine what that was like. I can't imagine being stuck like that. I told you guys earlier, I have an irrational fear of being stuck. I would be freaking out. And so in the natural, looking in on things, right, Paul and Silas were like, quite literally trapped where they were. And they looked like they were in a complete hopeless situation, right? And I can only imagine how lonely they might have felt. Everyone they knew and everyone they loved were on the outside, and they sat here trapped in the deepest, most inner prison, seemingly abandoned by God, all because they were just doing God's work. But, but, that isn't where the story ends. Let's continue. It says, about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and they were singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the jail were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains came loose. And when the jailer woke up and saw the doors of the prison standing open, he drew his sword and was going to kill himself since he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out in a loud voice. And he said, don't harm yourself because we're all here. That's Acts chapter 16, verses, if you're taking notes, verses 16 through 28. So really quick, let's recap. Let's just, because I know there's a lot of scripture. I know you guys might have a short attention span, but I want you to be on the same page with me, with me okay? All right, so let's recap. So for a moment, Paul and Silas were probably in one of the most loneliest places that a person can get, right? I mean, who here can agree that that would suck 
being in a deep prison, like a deep dungeon, being stalked on your feet. But instead of choosing to look at the situation that was around them, instead of being upset about the prison that they were stuck in, instead of believing in the storm, they chose to take their eyes off of the loneliness and praise God instead. Stocks on their feet, away from everyone in the world, and imprisoned. They were in a terrible terrible situation. They were in timeout on crack, and yet they chose to sing songs of praise to God. That's some serious faith. That's some serious faith. And you see, the thing is, it's the power of that praise that shook the prison. Can I get an amen? It was the power of that praise that shook the prison. It's the power of the praise that opened the doors and broke the chains and released the stocks. Listen, friend, it's the power of the praise that's going to get you through this next storm in life. It's the power of praise that's going to set you free from the bondage that's been holding you down when you feel like everything in the world is against you, when you feel like no one can understand you. God is there saying, I hear you. I understand you. And it's when you choose to praise him in the middle of the storm that you will see chains break, prison doors fling wide, and you will feel the presence and the freedom of God. You may be in a situation right now, and the last thing that you want to do is praise God. Let me be honest. This is terrible. I've been in many situations where I had no idea what the outcome was going to be. And I wanted to rant to my wife. And she's such a perfect Christian. She always tells me, you need to pray about it. Let's pray about it. And honestly, it's the last thing I want to do. I want to sit. I want to sit in self-pity. I want to isolate myself. And see, that's the problem. It's something that we always do. I know I'm not alone here. I know a lot of us here can honestly say there's many things in our lives that we've tried to handle on our own, right? Listen, I've been there. I've been in that situation that you're in right now, and the last thing you want to do is praise God. Instead, you would rather blame God or, or continue to ask him why. You know, I, I've been there, not understanding, not comprehending. But you have to remember, and I had to remember, and understand that God's way is higher than our own. It's higher than our understanding. And he has a plan for each and every single one of us. And all we need to do is trust that his plan is good. And that no matter what is happening now, there is another side we have yet to see. And that the best is yet to come. Paul and Silas trusted in God and trusted that his plans were higher than the situation that presented itself. You may be in a situation right now in the storm of life, something unexpected may have happened, or maybe something that you were expecting for a long time and hope, hope wasn't gonna happen, finally did happen, and you're in, a, you're in a point where you're just like, what's going on? And you feel alone. You see, Paul and Silas, they faced a similar storm. 
to what all of us have faced at some point in our lives. It's the storm of loneliness, depression, anxiety. But the simple truth that carried them through was that Jesus will be with them in the middle of the storm. It's because of that truth that they trusted in the power of praise. When you get the chance, we're about to read this, but when you get the chance, I want you guys, literally think about this, to read Psalm 34. Please, when you get the chance, note it down, read Psalm 34. But for now, I'm going to read the beginning with you. Psalm 34, reading in the CSB still, this is verses 1 through 6. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will be near and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and he rescued me from all of my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. The poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. If you can't see it yet, I need you to know today that Jesus is there in the middle of the storm. And he's there wanting to walk with you. He's there wanting to take you through. He's wanting to guide you. Because even when you feel like you're the most alone, when nobody else can even compare to the level that you're on, he is there. You see, I read this psalm because it shows us again the power of praise, right? He says, I will bless the Lord. His praise will always be on my lips. And then he seeks after God and there he was rescuing him. Listen closely, lean in with me, right? We're gonna lean in, I'm gonna tell you a secret. If you just read his word, if you just worship, if you just praise him in the middle of your storm, you're going to see that your situation is going to turn completely around. I know right now it's hard navigating through the storm of life. You're in high school, you're in middle school, you've got problems at home, you've got stress at school, you've got tests, you've got studying, you've got girlfriends and boyfriends, and maybe you've got your own personal addictions but imagine how much easier it will be when you're actively praising him through the storm. You see, because most people only praise him after the storm. They'll say, oh, thank God I got through that. Thank God I got through that with only very, barely even making it. Can you imagine how much more different the outcome would be if instead of praising after the storm, you were praising him during the storm, right? Deuteronomy 31, verse 8. I want you to read this with me. The Lord is the one who will go before you. He will be with you. He will not leave you or abandon you. Do not be afraid or discouraged. I'm going to give you a little context. Moses, at this point in Deuteronomy, Moses is is letting a man named Joshua take his place, right? And as Joshua is taking the position to lead God's people, the Israelites, into the promised land, 
Moses tells him that truth. And it's that truth about God that we can trust in. Because if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, then this characteristic, this verse about who God is and what he has done, this promise that he's made to the people of Israel that would be in the land that he had for them, we can take this truth and still apply it to our lives. Because just like God had a plan for the people, for the Israelites, God also has a plan for you. For you, for you, for you. And if we stay with him, he will see to it that those plans are fulfilled. So don't be afraid because during the storm, the Lord is with you and he's not going to leave you. He's not going to abandon you. You can take heart when you feel alone or uncertain because of your awareness of God's presence. Can I get an amen? Are y'all, are y'all still with me? Okay, we're, we're almost done here, okay? Just a couple more minutes. I almost just fell. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you see, in these moments, when you begin to remember that Jesus is right there in the boat of life with you, you can give him praise and worship knowing that he's never left you and that he wants to help you through the storm. Can we stand together? Everybody go ahead. Can we stand together? We're going to get on our feet. I know I said together, and I'm not going to be standing. Actually, I will stand. I'll stand. If I can stand, you can stand, right? (laughs) Uh, I want to ask you guys a question. Who said I hope you fall? (laughs) I want to ask you guys a question. Okay, well, before I do, let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes. And I, I really want you guys to be honest with yourself, okay? Be honest with yourself. Nobody's looking around, okay? It doesn't matter... It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't even matter what I think. But I'm going to ask you questions with heads bowed, eyes closed, nobody looking around. Just by a show of hands, I want you to be honest with yourself. Who here can honestly say that they're kind of going through a storm in life right now? You're not alone. You can put your hands down. Who here has been through a storm but never knew that there was a better way through it? I'm raising my hand with you. What about this? Raise your hand if you've ever just been lonely. You can put your hands down. Tonight, guys, if you've been facing the storm of loneliness in your life, or just any storm really, I want to take some time to praise God. Because he wants to break off every chain in your life and show you that he will never leave you alone. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to praise, and we're going to worship. Listen, it's not going to be a slow song, okay? It's going to be a declaration song, okay? And if you need prayer about something specifically, this altar is open. I will sit at the edge and pray with you. Aaron, you can come up here once you get the song playing. If you need something to pray for, or you need somebody to pray over you, by all means, I want to do it. By all means. But I want us to practice what I just preached about tonight. I want us to praise God in the middle of the storm. Because we're all going through something right now. And by praise, I mean praise, you guys. The first song we sang is going to be back up here. There's going to be lyrics on the screen. And I want you guys to declare these words. 
Let every word have meaning in your head because we're going to be praising God right now through the storm of life that we're in. And we're just going to praise God for what he's going to do and where he's going to take us. You can go ahead and start playing the song. I'm going I'm to go ahead and get, get ready to pray, and then we're just going to praise God. You can go ahead and turn it up. God, thank you, Lord, that you're good. God, thank you, Lord, that you're doing incredible things. Lord, I pray that whoever needs prayer, God, would come up here. God, I pray that whoever needs to just praise you through this storm right now, God, would take this opportunity to praise you through the storm, Jesus. We just thank you and we love you in your mighty name. It's in your mighty name we pray. Come on, guys, let's sing together. Let's praise with him. Well, hey, thanks again for tuning in this week. We really hope that you were blessed by today's message. Why don't you consider sharing this message with a friend who may need it? And if you really liked it, subscribe to this podcast to hear more messages like this one. Remember, you are loved. Have a blessed week.